here we are again governor 2.21 p.m. market time. We're down 27 points. We're down almost 7 tenths of a percent. Bling, what are you doing? You told us to do this, and now this is happening. We talk about feints. We talk about trading. We talk about Domino's Pizza. We talk about being patient and recognizing the impacts of your actions at the end. As always, the third segment's where you want to be, especially the last five minutes. My thoughts get interfered with and interrupted by that phone call from that Domino's, but I feel terrible about it. So let's help each other out. Let's look out for each other. Let's try to help each other, not steal money from them, like eBay does with our sellers. Thanks for listening. Hello, this is the Bling Vera Podcast, segment one. Here we go. We're going to talk about trading again here. Um, it's loud. The fans are on. All the fans are on. All my biggest fans. We're talking about trading here, guys. The S&P 500 right now is at 1.30 at p.m. market time is 40.92, down 22 points, down half a percent. What are we going to do? We're going to buy some 4.15 calls here. <laughs> 1.30 p.m. market time, you guys. We bought some 4.15 calls for the cost of $84. And we're just holding them. We have lost some money pretty quick here. Are you sure it's going to go up, Bling? Are you sure about it? Well, I'd have to be from the future. If I was positively sure about it. And can anyone be from the future? No. The SEC might argue <laughs> that there are, but, or they would argue that there is not, because the SEC's sole purpose is to go around and bust people who are from the future. So, no, I'm <laughs> from the future. No, not me. All right, turn the fans down. Turn the fans down. Come on. So, it's going to rocket up here. How do I know this? Well, it have to be the front. Okay, anyway. We're gonna leave that other fan on, I think, for now. It's just way too hot. Don't worry, we'll turn it down when we do the next creative episode. We're gonna talk about trading mostly here, mostly. Maybe the second and third segments will deviate, but for right now, we're gonna kind of focus on trading. We're gonna be focused on trading options, spy options. SPY. SPY is an ETF for the S&P 500. What's an ETF? I believe it stands for Exchange Traded Fund. So it represents a stock exchange, the S&P 500, except if you were to buy contracts for the S&P 500, or at least one share or whatever, one chunk of it, that would cost you $4,000. So that's why SPY, the ETF, is $400. It's one-tenth of the exchange for the S&P, or the New York Stock Exchange. Oh, here we go. Here we go. The New York Stock Exchange is an exchange that has instruments for stocks. Okay? Good. You can buy and sell portions of companies on the New York Stock Exchange. It's been around for a while. When was when it opened anyway? 17? Was it in the 17? Or is it 18-something? 18 18-19? 18 18... I don't know, but it, it was started in the 1700s, the late 1700s. Who was it started by? Huh? Some stories are conflicting, but mostly like a guild, or brotherhood, or fraternity, and then they turned that into a real thing. It's had its ups and downs, it's had its moments, but right now I think it's mostly safe, yeah. Surprisingly, I used to think it was. Well, there was a time, I'm pretty sure. When things. But I think it's mostly gotten straightened out. I think a lot of the dishonesty that was rife for years in 
different phases and periods, I think they started to realize the more corruption that they breed and the more corruption that they foster in these exchanges, um, it creates their own demise. And I think they probably re recognize that early on. And I think that's why we have companies or organizations like Securities and Exchange Commission to, to make sure that people from the future are taken care of accordingly. To make sure that those who are winning constantly are taking the no. So like insider trading, um, dishonest practices, ripping people off or price fixing, stuff like that, stealing from people. Um, they try to stop that. They try to put an end to that. So that's your brief history on the New York Stock Exchange and the S&P 500. S&P, Standard & Poor, 500 companies, Fortune 500. That's kind of what we're looking at. I don't know if it's all, they have to be all the top 500 companies. I don't know. But there's about 500 companies in this little basket. Um, and the New York Stock Exchange offers lots of stuff surrounding the S&P 500 to um, trade with. My favorite... Well, it was not really my favorite instrument, to be honest. Um, I was doing okay trading oil, gold, commodities. I was more of a patient commodities trader. And I was really into oil, natural gas. Well, natural gas, yeah, I don't, that's pretty, that one's risky. But with oil, you can make some pretty educated decisions. Um, I called oil's burst a while ago. Uh, you can go listen to that one. USO. I was trading options for USO just a few months ago back when I was doing quite well. I miss those days. I miss those days. Those days are long gone. Now we've got to be creative and do other stuff. So right now we're trading options. And right now, just buy options. And that started because I wanted to be good at one thing. I was decent at oil. I was decent at everything. But I wanted to be good at trading one instrument and not anything else. I wanted to be focused on SPY, the S&P 500. I wanted to know it in and out. I want to be able to predict it. I was convinced, convinced. I said, there has to be a way to know what the next day is going to do. I'm not talking about guessing. I'm going to stocks go up sometimes. Sometimes stocks go down. You know, if you make a right investment at the right time, you can make a lot of money. I don't want to do that shit. That shit's dumb to me. We're going to tune in with Bling, the analyst here, and you could talk about some stock prices. Let it Bling, go ahead. Hey, it's Bling. I'm a stock analyst for Boring Company, and I just get paid a salary. And I don't offer a lot of input. I just try to take up as much of your time as possible over the phone if we're talking about stock investment investing advice. Well, the S&P 500 looks like it's gone through some pretty turbulent times in the recent history, and it doesn't look like we're out of the woods just yet. But that's how trading goes. Sometimes stocks can go up, sometimes they can go down. Our long-term outlook on the S&P 500 right now, even during these difficult times and its turbulence, recent turbulence, where projections are mainly focused on uh, small incremental increases with the S&P 500, and eventually by August we'll probably uh, reassess our positions there. And uh, as always, Trading is gone for summers, and it's like, yeah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> if that's what trading is, I don't count me out. If I have to look at charts, and if I have to do analysis, and I have to really kind of think outside of the box here, um, that's what I want to do. If I fail at it, hey, at least I tried, and that's what I'm, that's what I'm doing. That's my approach.
I'm pretty good until ex external things make me not good, that try to make me not good. I'm still gonna be good, just, hey, Mad Mardigan was the greatest swordsman that ever lived, ever lived. But he can't be the greatest swordsman if he doesn't have a sword, right? He's walking behind a wagon with his hands tied up. He's not a very good swordsman at all. He's probably the worst swordsman. Thanks for tuning in to the special Glengarry podcast. We're talking about trading, the origins, the history of trading going all the way back to 2000 BC. No, it's 1.39 p.m. The S&P 500 right now is at 40.91, down 25 points, down six tenths of a percent. But bling, you said it was gonna go up. We're losing money. You just bought options for 15 calls that expire tomorrow for 84 freaking dollars. Yeah, I know, they're going for 78. You just lost six dollars. Yeah, I know. I thought you said you were good. Well, patience is a virtue, and one of the reasons why I don't like to offer advice specifically to individuals, or to offer to even, um, what's the word, respond to anyone on Twitter, is because I realize how healthy it is to get into little fights on Twitter unless you can, unless you know what you're talking about. And even then, it's not healthy. But mainly it's I cannot handle losses myself. I hate losing, I hate losing. It has to be the best, high honors all the time, Dean's List, all that, straight A's. That's me. It, I can't stand losing, I have to do my best. Um, I can't give you quality that I know is that I know is bad or I, I can't be deceiving and deceptive I can't if I believe it then I believe it if I'm wrong I don't like hand, I can't handle it if I'm wrong on my own if I'm wrong and I drag somebody else into it or they took my advice because of it and I'm wrong that I cannot handle and if they're giving me money they're paying me to be wrong and they're paying me to be right and if I'm Holding on to their money when I'm still wrong, I can't do that either. I can't. It's unethical. It's immoral. So that's why I don't offer individual advice or like individual consulting if you're just a retail trader, right? I know what some of you are thinking right now. Freaking bling, stop stalling to drag us into another segment so you can get freaking your monetized episodes, get money from that. Stop freaking jerking us around. I know you're thinking that right now. And I'll try to stop, but <laughs> I need that money. It's 1.42 p.m. market time. The S&P 500 right now is at 40.88. Down 27 points, down 7 tenths of a percent. Bling, you said it's going to go up. You're talking about analysis. You're supposed to be good. All right, guys. All right, all right. Let's go back four years. Rewind it four years. Go back. Oh, no, wait. That was 2019. Rewind three years. Go back three years. This is all off the top of my head, guys. Come on. Come on, guys. If you go back three years to 2019, June 3rd, I believe, you had the entire month of May prior to June 3rd or prior to June of 2019, you had the entire month of May pretty much sink and sag and go down. And one day it just stopped and started going up. It was towards the beginning of the month. It was June 3rd, I'm pretty sure. I remember it. From there, it just kept going up. You could argue, yeah, the Fed and... Um, quantitative easing and all that stuff and yeah that might have something to do with it but the Fed's always going to step in um, Christmas of 2018 is a good example of that 
we've been sinking pretty far here for a while now. It's summertime, I keep saying this, and it, it turns into this grind. And what happens here when it's sunk for so long, for months at a time, ups and downs, and just keeps sinking, the system is not trying to, it's trying to rip a lot of people off. This is a, this, yeah, it's not, but in a way that's fair, fairly transparent. And trading has a lot of risks. You're not expecting to, yeah, have money that you know you sold something and basically if, you know, it'd be the same as eBay's if you sold these shares and then they kept your money you'd be like oh I sold those shares and I wanted to well you signed a user agreement and some risk I'm like no 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 not like that there's risks that you voluntarily take here and once you have everybody or retail traders and everyone's just kind of set on this idea of selling and it has been I mean the high was on what January 4th or 5th uh, 481862. So 481862 down to the 52-week low, um, or at least the recent lows of 3810.32. 52-week low of 3810.32. Um, that's a long ways. That's a thousand freaking points, man. I'm not sure. The low was just not too long ago. I'm pretty sure it wasn't it. Like, well, whatever. How many? Two weeks ago or how many days ago, right? Should have, would have been nice to catch that drop, huh, Bing? Yeah, it would have been. I'd have to have money to do that. Much like Mardigan needs a sword, but someone stole it from me, so <clears throat> here we are. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? Oh, just having someone who hates you forever because you basically stole their livelihood. You're like, hey, what, why did they hate us so much? What do we do? What do we do? Just, oh, just ruined his life. No big deal. Changing Lanes, starring Ben Affleck and... Samuel L. Jackson. What? Why did? What's this deep-seated hatred for anyway? Hate is whack. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Revenge doesn't solve anything. No. Revenge gave me my will to live once before, and I can. I know what to do this time. Thanks for tuning in. It's 1:47 p.m. Market time. The S&P 500 right now is at 48.89, down 26 points, down six tenths of a percent still. Over time, once everyone's kind of set on this idea of markets are going down, markets are crashing, I've seen a lot doing my searches on eBay. eBay's a scam, eBay's this, eBay dealing with the used shoe salesman's nonsense and eBay paying for him to be at the top of every eBay search to make sure that you are fooled into continuing to sell in their marketplace so they can continue to steal money from you. During those searches, I've noticed some people saying the biggest market crash of all time, the biggest the markets are about to crash. And it's like, oh, hell yeah, we've got some Hollywood, some Hollywood freaking admirers over here, some traders over here who just love Hollywood. They love calling the next crash. Hey, guilty, freaking guilty. I was chasing that dream, too, that crashing dream for a long time myself. I don't know what the deal is with trying to get credit with calling a crash. Um, it's very cyclical. They go in phases. There's not a whole lot of skill. It's, it's luck. I guess timing's most of it. I would say if you guys want to try and call something or start calling crashes, um, get the Sock Traders Almanac. I'll, yeah, I could probably include a picture here. I get it religiously every year. Hold on. Let me, yeah, give us a, a good plug. Hang on. I cannot recommend enough staying away from eBay because it's dishonest, but I can also not, they're stealing money. I can also not recommend enough 
the Stock Traders Almanac for 2022 and every year before and every year after. Um, anything that Jeffrey A. Hearst writes is gold. This Stock Traders Almanac is from 2020 that I'm looking at right now. It's 2022's version and it, had, it was written by, published by Jeffrey A. Hirsch and Christopher Mistal. Whatever they're doing over there, whatever, well, Jeffrey A. Hirsch has like a genetic, uh, he's, his family or his dad was involved in the stock market or at least in uh, keeping up with information, highs and lows and everything else. He, they're brilliant. Jeffrey A. Hurst, I cannot recommend it enough. I admire his work so much. Everything that I read from him, it's, to some, it's like, ah, this is just like a history book. It's like reading just a boring history book. I've read reviews when I think I left a positive review for um, other works of his. Some people get it, some people don't. Some people just want to make money really, really fast and they don't care about putting the effort in and they don't care about putting the time in. They just want to basically steal money from people like eBay does. That's not gonna work. Life doesn't work like that. Making you cry, it's making me cry. I don't wanna cry no more. What's happening here, what's happening today, what happened yesterday is the final conclusion of, in my opinion, my opinion, the, the sell-off, the big sell-off from since January, uh, when it started January 4th or 5th of this year. Is it the end of selling? Are markets just gonna go straight up from here and never have another down day again? Yeah, that's ex yeah, yeah, that's what I believe. Now you have everyone, everyone, experienced traders, non-experienced traders, um, investors, long-term, short-term. Everyone's like, oh, this market looks like this market's pretty much done. Oh, it looks like we're not getting out of this one. The market's the market. It's gonna do what it wants. Opinions don't matter. You'd have to be from the future. In order to get to the future, in order to understand how it looks from the future, you have to look at the past and you have to study the past. You have to study it. And people can say that they study it all they want to the blue in the face. You have to really study it. You have to think outside of the box and you have to put it together. And you have to recognize patterns and behavior. And once you get to that level, it takes years, years of studying, constant studying. It takes years of failure uh, it takes years of embarrassment, ridicule, anything. Anything that's honest and truthful is going to take work, typically, unless you're a prodigy virtuoso. Then lucky you. Perfect pitch. Oh, you have. Oh, you can sing with perfect pitch. Well, that's great. <clears throat> Everyone hates you. <laughs> no, you're lucky. You're lucky. Good. Good for you. Like, lucky. Cool. I wish everyone, yeah, we should all be so lucky. But we're not. If you're just an average person, below average person like I am, and people are stealing from you and taking advantage of you, it makes it very, very hard to get ahead in life. Very difficult, especially if you're being targeted with uh, corporations' nefarious algorithms. It's going to make it even harder. Might sound like a sci-fi horror, might sound impossible, but it's... Yeah, you'd be surprised, man. Like how desperate people are to get money from you for free without anything. And everyone wants to, like you're guilty of it too, right? You just said, like, oh, I don't want to deal with that. <laughs> Saying, don't talk about a 2022 almanac and don't start telling me to go back and start studying. Just tell me what to buy right now. We were discussed that I can't handle it if I lose and I can't handle it if you lose. So if we both lose, it makes it twice as bad for me. But when you have an entire opinion of people 
every trader. Man, the stock, stock market's not looking too good. Down another six tenths of a percent today. It was down yesterday, like a percent. Five was 48. They're gonna buy puts. They've been making money off of puts. They've been making a lot of money off of puts consistently here. And stock market wants that money back, bad. So what's it gonna do? Trick you, fool you, make you into thinking that it's gonna continue to sink and you're gonna continue to sink that money that you earned from your good decisions in the past with buying those puts and timing it right. It's gonna take that money back from you by going up consistently, cruelly, as cruelly and painfully as possible, <laughs> slowly and painfully, that's the stock market's favorite, favorite weapon. All right, let's go grab some coffee over here. Uh, actually, let's go back over here. It's 1.57 p.m. market time. The S&P 500 right now is at 40.92, down 22 points, down half a percent, five tenths, 55 tenths of a percent. It's 1.57 p.m. market time, 40.92 S&P 500. We're talking about markets here. We're talking about trading. We're talking about the stock market. We're talking about feints. You guys taking notes in the back, feints. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? Boxing in the back. There's different techniques to boxing. Um, Muhammad Ali, his whole thing was just to tire you out and take you out. Decent strategy. If you can control it for that long, if you can control your emotions, there's no anger, there's no frustration, there's no anything, like you're focused. You're not, you're not trying to take a beating, you're just trying to tire them out. And not just running, well, arguably sometimes running around the ring, but it's up to them. If they want to attack, let them attack. If you can absorb their punches, dodge them, weave in and out. Watch Mike Tyson. What? I'm not, I'm not going to... I'm, I'm a huge fan of Mike Tyson. Huge. Always have been ever since Mike Tyson's punch-out. Um, uh, not so much the biting Holyfield, <laughs> Vander's ear. Uh, not, that's not good. That I'm not a fan of at all. That's bad. Dark, dark time for Mike, Mike Tyson there. I, I was watching that fight with a friend. Uh, we were 13 or 14, I think, back then. However old we were kids and we could, we were like what we didn't know we were so confused by it we're like this is mike tyson and he's biting people's ears he's biting vando hollyfield's ear and not just nipping at it not just like you know nibbling he's freaking biting his ear no that's not faints that's not faints that's what not to do that i don't think that's even really out of desperation and Mike Tyson can handle himself just fine against anyone. Against any Hollyfield is a worthy, a very, very worthy contender. Could have won, sure. Could have lost, sure. But biting his ear, and just not the best time for Mike Tyson. That, that but other than that, sort of not so fun period. Huge fan. Huge. Even the pigeons in Phoenix. Huge fan of that too. He became a compassionate person and changed his life around and loves pigeons. That's awesome. He loves animals. I love animals too. But with boxing and feints, you know, Tyson could get down lower than you'd be able to swing. You couldn't punch him. He's just down ducking out of the way and then the next thing you know, he's punching you in the face and you're knocked out. 
So it's not so much absorbing the punches, it's having the skill and ability to recognize what's going on, dodge them, weave in and out of them, throw, throw people off. But my whole strategy with feints is letting people think, okay, that's all he's got. That's it. Now let's get him. Bag him. He seems pretty gassed. That's all he's got. Let's take him out. I think that probably would have been a, a good strategy to have against Muhammad Ali. Okay, he thinks I'm gassed. I, I am kind of gassed. But, I, you know, I'm waiting for this moment right now. I'm waiting for him to just start to open up and then, yeah, that's the strategy here. That's what I would have done. It's before my time. <clears throat> and I'm not really a boxer anyways. No, I'm not a professional boxer, I'm sorry. Bling, quit stalling, tell us what to buy. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to Bling Beer Podcast. We're in the third segment. It's the SP 500 right now at 2.02 p.m. Market time is at 40.94, down 21 points, down one half percent. If you have everyone gassed, if you have everyone sort of spent on expecting the markets to go down, and then yesterday you have the markets go down after they went up for a couple days. Everyone's back on board with it going up for those couple of days. Like, oh, we're at the bottom. We're good. We're free. It's going up, 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 up. And then it goes down yesterday. It's down again today. Everybody that was on board with it going up past couple days, Monday and Tuesday, markets are going down. Markets are broken, man. Markets are going down. It's already down half a percent today. Markets are going down forever. All the money that they got from those calls the previous days, all the money that the puts got from yesterday, they're all piled in nice and heavy, waiting for the drop to continue to happen. When you're trading options, you have different tools that you can use to figure out sort of which side is which, um, who's piled in more on which side. There's many tools that you can use. Uh, I don't use it too often, but just to get a... Uh, I don't rely on it, let's put it that way, but to get a, a picture, to get a grasp, to get some insight to the tools I already have, like the New York Stock Exchange's open book, you can look at who's piled into where. And you can just do that by looking at the strike, strike price when you're trading options. So right now, if SPY is at 408. When you compare calls and puts side by side for a 408 strike price, or I guess, yeah, just right where the threshold is. You have a total volume today for puts for the 408, or total volume right now at 2.04 p.m. market time on Thursday, June 9th. The 408 strike price has a total volume of 127,491, going up still. Total volume for calls for a 408 strike price, or 409, I guess you would say, is 70,000. The 408 strike price calls are 29,000. So everyone's piled in with puts, right? It's not rocket science. If you're boxing and you're trying to use feints, you want the opponent to think that they're winning. You want the opponent to think that they have the upper hand, the higher ground, the edge, and that you're weak, you're done, you're spent. The S&P 500 is giant companies, giant billion dollar, trillion dollar. There's lots of money there, right? There's a ton of money there. And they're all doing stock buybacks and reinvesting and doing whatever. They're, you know, tightening their belts a little bit, um, you know, with rates going up and with everything else happening in the world. But ultimately, they want to keep investing in their companies. 
Otherwise, their entire existence is basically a lie. Actually, since the beginning of time, you would have like economics existence being like, oh, so it's all just a lie anyway. Invest, investment, long-term investing, everybody knows. They have to make it work. They have to make it so people haven't been lying for generations and hundreds of years. Are they obligated to do that? No. Does, do people like losing money? Do people like being a part of a losing corporation? Well, not, <laughs> eBay excluded. All the honest corporations and stuff in the world, do they like being part of a losing team? No. Does eBay like being a losing team? Yes, absolutely. I take the greatest pride in being a bunch of freaking crooks, a bunch of dishonest thieves. I thought lawyers were bad shit. eBay's fuck. One-way tickets straight to hell with all lawyers? eBay's... It's a portal to hell, that's what eBay is. You have everybody who's been boxing this whole time with, this, with the market, thinking it's going down, they're convinced there's two hours left in the trading day, it's 2.07 p.m. market time, we're down 25 points, bling, what the hell are you talking about? Just wait, my friends, just wait. We might have a headline, we might not have a headline. Thursdays are my favorite headline days. Thursdays are my favorite freaking rug pull days, both directions. If the market's been going up for a while, you can freaking count on Thursday to rip you off. If the market's been going down for a while, you can absolutely count on Thursday to rip you off. There's different strategies, there's different approaches when it comes to analysis. When you have, the now I think out of the box, everyone knows this, I have different approaches and different strategies in order to bring down eBay to send a message, I focused on audio only. I made it a point to make it audio and writing only. I did not want to make a video just yet, unless I got ultra desperate and was really kind of about to be put on the street. Then I'd take my shirt off and make a nice, sexy YouTube video and get a bunch of views. It doesn't matter what I'm saying. Everyone's going to watch it either way. Was I that desperate just yet? Mm, we'll see. I had to whiten my teeth first. And get a haircut, too. Make sure nice and clean shaven. And I guess we'll have to wait and see what happens with that. But I can tell you, from my analysis, from my experience, Thursdays will, will get you pretty good. You think they're easy, you think they're gonna go down always, they'll get you. They'll bite your freaking ear. So, what are we doing, Bling? Stop, just tell us what to do. Okay, I, I bought them for 15 calls that expire tomorrow. I bought them for 84. Right now they're trading for about 73, 74. So we've lost $10 in those each, each contract. That's a lot if you have a lot of contracts. There's still two hours left in the trading day. From here on out, it's gonna rip you off. It's gonna go up, if, it's gonna rip you off if you're expecting it to go down. I do a lot of analysis. I've noticed different behavioral patterns when it comes to uh, weeks with holidays and weeks without holidays. The Stock Traders Almanac has statistics surrounding the days after Monday holidays, and et cetera, et cetera. Are those accurate? It's hard to say. Like, it's hard to really say. Um, because some of their data is when it says Monday through Friday and they have statistics on different things like that some of the Mondays are actually Tuesdays for those numbers due to Monday holidays in the stock market I use Monday holidays as um, points of reference for me so last Monday holiday or there's been many but uh, when was the high? Well, January 4th or 5th when was New Year's? Go back and look. <laughs> like, that's how it works. 
if New Year's is if New Year's Day is on a weekend or whatever, there's different things. If Christmas is on a uh, Saturday or Sunday, there's different approaches, whatever. Okay, I have a strategy. I have a technique that is usually that usually works. It's not nothing's right all the time unless you're from the future. I've said this. Watching your position lose money is cruel. It's it's torture. It's painful. If you were to watch your position the whole day and was losing money the whole day in the last 30 minutes, it got back to where it's supposed to be or started making money. Like you didn't have to go through any of that cruel pain and suffering at all. And it seems easy. If you're sitting there watching it and, and absorbing that pain, you start to panic. You start to think, oh shit, we're going to lose all the money. Like, bottom at 84, they're at 68 right now. What are you doing? They want you to sell. They want you to panic. They want you to get out. They can have your money. It's easy for them. That's an easy win. But if you don't, if you just sit there and hold it, you have to time it perfectly to avoid that pain. You have to time it perfectly. If you can't time it perfectly, you've got to get used to losing a little bit. That last one got interrupted. I got a phone call from Domino's. Yeah, we'll just stop with this. I'll just publish this one. We'll get back into Kiefer when we come back with some stock trading tips and everything. But. Right now it's 2.16 p.m. market time. S&P 500's at 49, it's down 25 points, still down six tenths of a percent. We're coming into the last one hour and 45 minutes of trading of regular market hours. Get ready to be ripped off if you've got puts because we're gonna up, 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 up. But real quick, when it comes to customer service and when it comes to retail, it's hard. There's gonna be people who are upset, there's gonna be people that are mad. Last night, I was exhausted. I had not eaten for days. <laughs> I couldn't really get access to money and stuff because um, it was stolen from me. Lots of it. That's money that I was depending on to basically survive and have pay for my car and pay for rent and other stuff. There's a lot of stuff that had been teetering and riding. Maybe you could say it was irresponsibly teetering on, you know, some big plans. Um, I was going to use that $1,500 for more than what the value of $1,500 is. That $1,500, yeah, sure, the value of it was $1,575, right? But the value of it in my life was way, 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 the potential of it, of that value was way more than $1,500, multiple times that amount of money. So it interfered with a lot. Yesterday when I was taking a break from everything, I was hungry. I ordered a pizza and I was waiting around for a solid hour and I was like just freaking cancel I'm gonna go somewhere else and try to find something there's more money lost right well right after I sent in that bad thing I get a doorbell rings and I was like oh shit it felt so bad I felt so bad I tried to call him back he didn't answer and I was like they must be busy I was like I'm such an ass I'm such a rude ass well, he called just now, and I got a chance to apologize, and I, I just feel so terrible about it. And there's honest people out there that are trying to do the right thing. Um, the repercussions of your actions can really, really affect you in ways down the road that you can't even expect. You, you have to be aware of your, of your impact, of the impact of your decisions. You have to be. You have to think about it. The long-term reverberations, but the long-term repercussions from your actions is, is you have, when you're making big decisions with individuals, money or anything, 
you have to consider, at least consider them, their lives. You can't just focus on yourself and money for you and stealing money for you. It, your actions have consequences legally, but they also have consequences to others in the world that are not, you can't measure legally. You can't even measure them. I'm still dealing with this shit. Over two months after eBay stole money from me, over two months later, I'm pissed because whatever, I'm hungry, I'm, I'm taking a break, I need to eat something. So I leave a bad review. He calls back now, it's like, damn it. You know, no, I received your pizza just like a few minutes after I got it, or after I left the review, I feel terrible about it. And, and he's saying, oh, we just don't have any staff, and I'm trying, I did the best I could. I just like, God, I felt so rude. I felt like such a giant ass. I'm not I'm only thinking of myself. Where's my pizza at? It'd been a little while, sure. I've been waiting probably over an hour, sure. Expecting to get a little sooner, but whatever. I was frustrated, I was mad. Um, was I warranted in making that complaint? Maybe. But it, I, I can't ever articulate the damage that was caused by someone's greed and corruption and bad decision making. Lack of leadership, all that stuff. It's still affecting me now. Even with ordering a pizza, it's causing me like emotional distress. I get, maybe I'm too... I'm too sensitive, right? It's all paint our fingernails black and listen to the Bling Bear podcast. And after we're done, I'll put on a bunch of emo music. After we're done, I'll listen to freaking Kiefer Sutherland tell the corporate trainer how to train freaking eBay's employees. <laughs> oh, I, feel I feel bad. If you're in Utah, the Foothill um, Domino's Pizza. If you ever order pizza from them, be patient, but give them a big tip, help them out. Do what you can, order more pizza from them. Help them out. Let's try and start helping each other out. Okay, there's a reason why the pizza was late and there's a reason why I was upset about it. And it, it all stems from someone's actions a while ago. Was it their fault that I was upset? No, not, not entirely, not entirely, but but it's certainly contributed to it a lot. Anyway, good luck, you guys. It's 2.21 p.m., 4089, down 26, down six tenths of a percent still, hour and a half left. Buckle up.